This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike him, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft podcast. Presented today by, I'll say DraftKings. You know why? Because on the Ross Tucker football podcast this week, I've been saying if you take advantage and sign up at DraftKings, get the app on your phone and throw the code in Ross and take a screenshot, send it to me, I'll sign a picture for you or a card. You tell me. I have Bills, Cowboys, Redskins cards, or I'll sign a Bills picture for you. Take a nice four by six personalized. All you have to do is get the DraftKings Sportsbook app on your phone and throw the code Ross in, and then screenshot it, or when you get the sign-up email, send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, got a bunch of podcasts now that I really enjoy, including this one, the College Draft Podcast. Please follow all the stuff I got going at Ross Tucker NFL. Speaking of the College Draft, I am in glorious Muncie, Indiana, getting ready for Ball State, hosting Eastern Michigan tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, CBS Sports Network. A little maction for you on a Wednesday night. If you listen to this podcast, you should like and enjoy to watch that. There are some NFL prospects in it. Ball State has a good running back, Caleb Huntley. They've got a couple corners, including uh, Antonio Phillips, who's a, a really good player. Curtis Blackwell, the right tackle, is a pretty good player to watch. So they've got some pro prospects. Eastern Michigan has Thomas Otokoya, their tight end, number two. He had two touchdowns last week. So check it out when you get a chance. We are at Ross Tucker Pod everywhere, by the way, on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL everywhere. And as you know, we do have a YouTube page where you can see the highlight clips of all of our shows, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Speaking of YouTube, this is when I typically tell you about my guy, Emery Hunt, the czar of the Telestrator. The czar, no, you're not the czar of the Telestrator. You're the czar of something else, Emery. The playbook. Telestrator is Mike Fratello. Yes. Czar of the playbook, Emery Hunt, at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter is where I follow him. You should as well. Football Game Plan on YouTube, which is just a beastly YouTube site. And then footballgameplan.com slash 2021 draft guide. Man, it's going to be a crazy draft year with the FCS and D2 not really playing in the fall. And who knows what happens in the spring. You're going to need a draft guide to keep it all together. And there's going to be nobody that has a better draft guide, especially when it comes to group of five, FCS, etc., then my man Emery, footballgameplan.com slash 2021 draft guide. Emery, it's kind of a mixed bag, man. We uh, we had the MAC comeback, which was awesome. We had the Pac-12 comeback. Those are the positives. The negatives are 
feels like we're losing more games each week, man. I mean, we lost Navy Tulsa. We lost Air Force Army. It feels like we're going the, a little bit the wrong direction. Yeah, we may lose a bunch of SEC games this weekend. You know, when you think about a team like Texas A&M, who's, you know, playing th- their way into the playoffs because they already got blown out by Bama. So they don't have to worry about that challenge to the SEC title game. So they can win out and have a pretty strong record to where they can be that fourth team in the playoffs if a team obviously in the top three loses. So we, we're losing some SEC games. But you know, at the end of the day, this is what we signed up for, and, and this is kind of what we're what we expect expected to happen because we saw it earlier in the year uh, with games that were getting postponed or getting canceled. It's just tough to see it now catch fire uh, in the more important part of the schedule uh, where teams are really starting to try to make their way for the college playoffs. I mean, Pac-12 kicked off last weekend, and they lost two games in their kickoff weekend. So it's going to be tough to see how it plays out down the stretch. Yeah, and unlike the SEC, which can reschedule some of these games December 12th as sort of a makeup date, you know, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, they have no makeup dates. They have no room for error. They just don't play them. It's just a no contest if the game is not played, which is really kind of a shame. Seems like the ACC has handled it about as well as anyone. They played a week earlier than everybody else. I don't feel like they've had as many cancellations. Maybe Virginia Tech, Virginia. I was supposed to call that game on the radio. That was a bummer. Speaking of the ACC, Emory, and as a reminder, I should make this clear. We're going to make this clear on social media. I should say on every podcast, I said it on today's Ross Tucker football podcast, the power rankings. We are now going ahead and giving you our picks against the spread for the four or five games we break down each week, which is a lot of fun. Um, I said this, Emery, um, earlier on the Ross Tucker football podcast, but a buddy of mine named Bo, uh, he texted me a screenshot of his DraftKings bets, including Oregon, because last week you had Oregon as your lock over Stanford, and you loved Oregon laying the points, and he bet it because of you. And it worked. He's like, dude, love your guy, Emery. College Draft Podcast is a must-listen to for me now, now that you're actually doing the games against the spread. So, hey, Bo, we are happy to help. Emery knows these teams extremely well. And, by the way, DraftKings is ensuring all new users are covered up to $100. So you bet they cover you with risk-free Sunday betting on all of Sunday's actions. They also... On top of the awesome sign-up offers, they have special promotions and odds boosts every day of this year's tournament in Augusta, Georgia. DraftKings safe, reliable, secure. Just download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is ensuring your Sunday bets up to $100. That's right. You bet they cover you up to $100. When you use promo code Ross during sign up, limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey or PA only. Risk free coverage paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. We'll start, Emory, in the ACC. Florida State 
who just got handled again against NC State. NC State's laying six and a half points. We'll start with the matchup. I love that you've got a corner and a wide receiver, and it makes sense because I saw uh, what uh, Ameka Amizi did against the U. That was an awesome football game, by the way. NC State, Miami, last Friday night. That was awesome. Did you watch that? Yep. Really good football game. And and it was it was I was glad that it went the way it did because normally these games can be sloppy, but they were really contested back and forth, came down to the wire. We saw a great performance by De'Ara King, and we saw a valiant effort by NC State's offense in that ball game, which is huge because uh, you know, their their offense, especially at quarterback, they were a little bit inconsistent coming in. But man, they played great, and it's a, it sets up a huge game for them to really prove that last week wasn't an anomaly, but more of a sign of things to come. And they have a, a you know a big time matchup that to me is in their favor against Florida State. It was one of the first games, Emery, where I thought Derek King might have a chance as an NFL quarterback. Like I thought he threw it well enough that he's kind of like a poor man's Kyler Murray. Is how I would describe it. Do you think that's fair? I think that's fair. And, I, you know, I'm glad he's starting to showcase that more so um, because when you look at him at Houston, you saw the raw talent and you saw him be able to, you know, escape the pocket and take off and run. But here at Miami, he's been a little bit more patient uh, in his process, which has allowed him to develop faster at, at the position more so than what he would have done at Houston. And you saw him just layer all types of throws. He had that corner throw that was just a beautiful teardrop in the back of the end zone. I thought it was an overthrow, but it was perfect. It was like what we saw last night with Joe Flacco in the corner to Jamison Crowder. So you watch him be able to layer those throws from the pocket deep down the field. You saw him do what he has to do to extend plays uh, in the passing game to buy time to seek targets downfield. And we know now that the game has changed for the position to where and I've always said this, size is not a skill. If you're good enough, you're big enough, then you're watching him do it at the power five level. So that takes one of those questions away about whether or not he could do it at a higher level. Um, and also he's doing it consistently and he's doing it on both ends of offense. So if you are not in a top three or top two, or let's say top three, because I'm a big fan of Zach Wilson. If you're not in the top three to get Lawrence Fields or Wilson, don't reach for one. You have a guy that you could probably get maybe late in the first if you want the fifth-year deal or in the second round of Derrick King, a guy that still has upside left in this game, and you see the leadership skills out there on the field. So I'm a big fan of his. I like that he's progressing you know, rapidly at Miami, and it's going to bode well for his chances moving forward. He may even earn a senior bowl invite because of it. So for Florida State, they've got Asante Samuel Jr., uh, former teammate of mine. Son always makes me feel old. <laughs> Your thoughts on Asante Samuel Jr. in general, and then in particular, his matchup against Amizi? Well, it's a great matchup, and Asante Samuel Jr. is a great prospect because he has ball skills. For me, give me the guys that have the football in their hands all the time on defense. I want you on my team, and that's the type of guy you're getting in Asante Samuel Jr., because he is playing <clears throat> well above his team's record. He's looking like the best defensive pro prospect they have. He's been the most consistent. And in this matchup, he's going to face one of the top receivers in college football and their primary target. So he's going to have a lot more of the opportunity to shine in his ball game and really take away 
he can show, hey, I can be a lockdown guy. I can be a press guy. I can play off and bait quarterbacks into throwing the football and make plays on the ball. So we may even see them try to avoid Samuel Jr. in this ball game because of it. And to me, he's a fantastic prospect because of his ball skills. It's like when you have speed at the running back position, speed changes things. It changes how you defend. It changes how you, you know, you know, play gap defense uh, on the back end. When you have the ability to take the ball away, it changes how you throw the football. You may avoid that side. You may try to uh, go underneath. You may not try to test that person deep because he has just as much of a chance to catch football as your receiver. So when you have those game breakers at a certain spot, it definitely changes how you you know go about your your game plan. And he is one of those game breakers. What what kind of prospect and player is Amizi on the other side at wide receiver, the NC State wide receiver? I think he could be this year's version of Denzel Mims. And I say that in this regard, he attacks the football. He's, you know, and I say this about Mims. He's very Des Bryant in that regard. When the ball is in his in the air, he takes it personal. It's his football and no one else's. He's going to go up and, and make the grab and be aggressive about it. And you like that about a receiver. If you're a quarterback throwing his way, he's going to get you out of a bad situation nine times out of 10. So when you have a, guy that could take the ball away on one side versus a guy that's aggressive in his approach and how he attacks the football both during the route at the catch point and after the catch, you got a, a monumental prospect matchup in this ball game. I love it. Uh, the NC state Wolfpack are laying six and a half points. Emery, what do you think? Yeah, let's take away uh Amizi and, and Samuel. NC State is going to win this ball game by a lot, so I'm, I'm laying the points away from you know I'm laying the points with NC State. I just can't trust Florida State. I, I mean, you saw the big run by by their quarterback last week. You know, man, Florida State really could could you know try to turn this thing around, but they have slowly become a Group of Five team and with how they're playing. They got to get back to that dominance, and they just don't have it this year. Totally agree. I, I'm going to lay the points with NC State as well. Uh, Florida State's a mess. I think we all know that. How about some action? Wednesday night action that's not mine. Emery, stop picking games that are against my game. We don't want people to be watching the games that are against my game on TV. We want to. You should. You should have picked the Tuesday night action. Some action tonight, as opposed to the Wednesday night action. I'm kidding you. But Toledo and Western Michigan. Western Michigan. It's a Mac West matchup. Western Michigan's laying. Two and a half points, and they got a receiver you like in Dwayne Eskridge. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his game. I did the broadcast last year, uh, the radio broadcast last year when they played Monmouth, and at the time Eskridge was the cornerback, you know, on the on the team, and so he he started at receiver, moved to corner, and now he's back at receiver. But he is a tremendous talent. You talk about having explosive speed. That's Eskridge, and it makes sense for them to put him back on the offensive side of the football because you put the ball in his hands, he has a chance to score um, on any given play from anywhere on the field. Very K.J. Hamler-like in that regard. On defense, if you're playing, if he's playing corner, you know, he has the ability to, to really sit back in off coverage and drive on the football with that tremendous speed, explosiveness, acceleration, and make you pay. So it's going to be interesting to see how the NFL views him. Me personally, I like – I'm an offensive guy, so I'm going to want that guy on offense, um, especially if I have a chance to put him in the slot to where you put his speed in the middle of the field where he has a two-way go. It's a problem. So in this ball game, 
interested to see how he's able to make the transition back to receiver after watching him play corner last year against the Mammoth Hawks. For Toledo, uh, you wanted to highlight Bryant Kobach and Shakif Seymour. Yeah, both backs are really good. And uh, Kobach came from Kentucky, he transferred over from Kentucky and was their leading rusher last year, it was tremendous. Uh, he has good vision, good footwork, uh, able to you know work well from tackle to tackle with your inside zone um, run plays and your gap plays. He's a tremendous tailback, always falling forward. Seymour has good balance, good shiftiness. Um, not the most explosive guy. He's probably best suited as a complimentary guy, but he also showed that he can handle complimentary roles as well as extended carries as a lead back. So they have two tailbacks, and that's going to be a way they can try to neutralize the explosive speed of Western Michigan on offense by shrinking this ball game and taking the air out of the ball, so to speak. So should, should be a good matchup with some good prospects on both sides. All right, so in this one, Western Michigan is laying two and a half points. Your thoughts on uh, the betting line for Western Michigan and Toledo? Their offense showed me last week that, you know, despite losing Giovanni Ritchie, was their, you know, who was their tight end, despite losing uh, Levante Bellamy, which is their explosive tailback, who's now, I believe, with the Broncos on their practice squad, despite losing their quarterback, who was excellent last year, and Luke Jiraiga, who was who was uh, now with the Eagles, I believe, on their practice squad, yeah. you know, so their offense didn't miss a beat. So I can trust their offense more so than the run game approach of Toledo. I'm going to lay those points with Western Michigan. Dude, how do you know all these guys? It is so impressive. All the names that you know and you rattle off. I love it. I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more small prospect in your game. Christian Main was the sack master at Sacred Heart. Yes. And so he's a guy to keep an eye on, too. Yeah. Uh, Adjman from Sacred Heart. Dude, they love him. He's yeah. like 6'4", 280, was first-team all-conference twice in the NEC and then came to Ball State as a grad transfer. They also have a guy, Anthony Ekpe from Rice, who had two sacks, a tackle for loss last week, played extremely well. So the, the Mac, you know, it's interesting. I don't think people realize how good the Mac is, Emery. I, I think it's like because they play during the week and because they have some plays that – you know, people highlight on social media, you know, bad kicks or whatever. You know how good you have to be to play in the MAC? Like, good. Like, these kids are good. I mean, I watch them. They are fantastic football players. Fundamentally sound football conference, top to bottom. And they play good on both sides of the ball. You get someone out the MAC, you know, you're getting a well developed prospect that can hit the ground running at the NFL level. And that's something you don't normally see from a group of five program but the mac constantly and it's going back to when we both played they have always been like this you know no matter where you look the mac always has solid football players yeah and and the thing is too is it's like the most balanced conference because out of the last five years i think nine of the 12 teams in the mac have gone to the mac conference championship game like that would never happen in the SEC or the ACC where it's Clemson every year. Like, you know, certain teams just aren't going. We, and we know that. The MAC, anybody can go anytime. Uh, and, by the way, the Eastern Michigan game I'm doing tomorrow night, they have beaten a Big Ten team three straight years. Rutgers, Purdue, Illinois. 
Speaking of Purdue, Purdue is playing Northwestern, and Purdue's getting three and a half points in this one. Northwestern off to a very good start. They're getting good play from the quarterback position, Peyton Ramsey, and they got a linebacker in Patty Fisher. Feels like he's been there a long time, but their defense is playing well. They really are, man, and I like Patty Fisher's game. He reminds me a lot of what the Rams currently have in Troy Reader, who played at Delaware. Um, just a real good instinctive backer, good on both ends. Um, you can trust him in the run game. He's good sideline to sideline. You can trust him in zone coverage. He's never out of position, and he's constantly making impactful plays. So I really like how he just plays the position. One of those classic linebackers that today is, if you're not <clears throat> in today's game, if you're not you know, 6'2", 220, running a 4-3, looking like Deion Jones, then people tend to look over you as a as a good linebacker. But when you get guys like Troy Reader for the Rams or a guy like Patty Fisher, you realize how solid those guys are. You know, the, the Mario Davis type guy, solid guy that, that's a really good football player. And, yes, he has been there for a decade. So he has the experience to play well at the next. I think he's a pro-ready guy. No matter where you draft him, He's going to be, uh, you know, a nine-year-plus type player uh, for your football team. Very good talent. Kind of reminds me of, like, um, T.J. Edwards. Yeah. He was at Wisconsin forever, and he's playing very well for the Eagles, even though people want to say, well, his combine times aren't great, blah, blah, blah. Dude, that guy, last time they played, he had 12 tackles, tackle for loss, sack, forced fumble. T.J. Edwards is just a baller. What about Purdue D tackle Lorenzo Neal? And he's another uh, legacy guy. His dad was the fullback for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, tremendous tailback at Fresno State, by the way, before he converted yeah. to tailback at, uh, in the NFL. But remember, Neal was supposed to come out last year, decided to go back to Purdue uh, to improve his stock. And he and I'm looking forward to seeing how he's going to you know, do that because you can't come back and just be a guy that kind of fits in. And I think that's what he is right now. He's just kind of fitting in which is not bad, but you want to see a guy stand out. And, you know, he's uh, he shows the flashes of being able to, you know, walk guys back into the, you know, to the backfield or beat someone quick off the line of scrimmage and be a pressure type guy. But you don't see it on a consistent basis. So you kind of want to see that level of consistency from him, especially when you have, you know, someone that's going to be a first round pick and Kalaftis on, on defensive end was like a, a ridiculous five-star prospect that ended up going to Purdue and was great from day one at defensive end. You want to be that type of guy that we're talking about now as you're the senior and he's the sophomore, you know, and so you want to be able to stand out consistently. And that's what I'm more excited to see from Neil this year. And again, there's flashes, but you want to see the, the consistency. So um, the Purdue's getting three and a half points. What do you like, Emery? I like Northwestern because I don't know if Rondell Moore is going to play. Um even if he is a real person, you know, because I, I, we hadn't seen him this year. But we have seen Northwestern's defense. We have seen their offense do well. We saw them do a good job of fighting back in their second game and getting a win. I like Northwestern, so I'm laying those points. Yeah, I'm with you too. I, I, I will lay them as well. Toledo, Western Michigan. I'm taking Toledo in the points, by the way. Uh, Cal, Arizona State, a little Pac-12 matchup. I still can't believe Arizona State lost that game, man. I still can't believe they lost that football game. That that was a bad way to lose, a really bad way to lose. If you told me at the end of the game you would have a cornerback in position 
with his hand on the ball to, you know, ice the game. You take, if you're a defensive coordinator, you take that 10 times out of 10. And I would have taken that 10 times out of 10. And it's, it's a shame that he just couldn't rake that ball out of there. You had everything right, you know, but sometimes great plays are nullified by greater plays. And the guy from USC made a greater play. And that's why they won the game. Although we did take Arizona State against, you know, in the points in that one. Yes, we had the points. Uh, that was an easy cover for us. It was just a bummer for Arizona State. We were all over that. Uh, speaking of um, all over that, I'm all over HelloFresh, man. You know, it's not easy. I know a lot of people aren't thrilled with going to the grocery store and stuff, and it's not easy. I know for me with all the travel to get healthy food, love, love, love HelloFresh. It saves time, which is huge for me, especially during football season, and stress. It's delicious and nutritious. You guys know I don't sacrifice flavor. I do not. And it's nutritious. It's sustainable. They have flexible programs. It's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Here's all you need to do, okay? Go to HelloFresh.com slash Draft90 and use code DRAFT90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Think about that. So you can go to HelloFresh, order some food, Go to HelloFresh.com, Draft90, use draft use code Draft90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Why not get $90 off of free food? Uh, not $90 off of food. It's not free, but the $90 are. So go. I, I'll give you it one more time so you don't forget it. It is HelloFresh.com slash Draft90. In terms of the draft, Emory and prospects, Cal cornerback Cameron Bynum. One of the best corners in the country, man. And you talk about everything that you want at the position, you know, athleticism, instincts, ball skills, not afraid of the run game. You know, a guy that can, you know, cover man, play off, play press, play, play zone, complete player, complete player. You love that about him. Uh, senior bowl guy all day, every day, and is definitely one of those first-round type talents. And, and listen, and Cal, you know, their their quarterback is pretty good, too. He's coming off a good year. It's a shame that we didn't get to see them last week um, because of a COVID situation, and so their game was canceled. So this will be their first game, and, and Bynum is a really good, you know, prospect, one of the top-tier prospects in the class. What about uh, Arizona State safety Evan Fields? This dude – is legit good. Another one of these football players that you want on your team. You saw him, you know, stuff the stat sheet last week, had two forced fumbles, had a pass breakup, had, you know, a zillion tackles. And I like the fact that he's being coached by Marvin Lewis. Uh, he's being coached by Herm Edwards. He's being coached by Antonio Pierce, all these very good defensive guys and defensive-minded guys. And he's going to be a pro-ready player. No matter where he goes, he's going to have the impact that you want to see out there on the field. And again, he could be a he could be your quintessential combo guy. He could play both free or strong, whatever your defense calls for. He he's able to match up in that situation. I just like that he's an aggressive guy, a playmaker type player on the back end. Okay, uh, Arizona State's laying four and a half points. Emory, what do you like? I hate situations where you know a team can let one loss become two. But I don't think that'll happen with Arizona State, even though last week's loss was egregious. 
and how they lost that game and, you know, the onside kick, all that stuff like that. Plus, we hadn't seen Cal yet. And I think, you know, they're going to have their week their week one uh, sputters out the gate. So I, I trust Arizona State here. So I'm laying those points with the Sun Devils. Dude, you just took my exact analysis, which is that I think Arizona State, that's a tough game to bounce back from. But I've seen whether it was, uh, you know, Colorado State, the game I did there, it's rough sometimes when teams are playing their first game against a team that's already played a game. I'll lay the points again with Arizona State. I am with you. I'm also with you at footballgameplan.com slash 2021 draft guide. Look, if you listen to this podcast, you love the draft. Then make sure you get the best draft guide out there from my guy, Emery, footballgameplan.com slash 2021 draft guide. Follow him on social at fballgameplan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know about the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.